Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Repeat after me. The Frames Per Second Podcast. What's going on? It's your boy Nikki Duce, aka Mr. No Disrespect. And you now tune into the Frames Per Second Podcast. In this episode, we are reviewing one of the highly anticipated films um, for Oscar season, but just overall in general for this calendar year, uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, titled Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, a lot of people have been asking about this one. Uh, it just dropped on HBO Max last week, um, and it's also in theaters as well. So if you feel comfortable, check it out. Uh, but yeah, overall thoughts, Judas and the Black Messiah. I'll start with you, Ken. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I liked it, man. I enjoyed it. It was, um, like towards the end, you definitely get upset, but even though you kind of know what's going to happen, it's kind of one of those movies, but, um, but overall, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But you might. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, it's not the angle that I was expecting them to take which is why I kind of understand Ken's just, uh, you know, I liked it. I kind of felt that too. Mm. Cause I wasn't expecting us to watch the whole movie from the angle of the snitch, but it is called Judas and the Black Messiah, not Black Messiah and Judas. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll accept that. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. What about you, Nay? I fucking love this movie. This is my shit. This is my kind of shit. Um, and I actually like the fact that we looked, we watched it from the point of view of the snitch. I, I liked the different angle. I felt like it gave it a slightly different um, feeling of a, of a biopic. I think it could have been like a cliche biopic, if not for that different lens. So I actually liked it. Right. Yeah, I enjoyed this, man. Um, I was a little worried at first because it seemed like HBO's been kind of missing <laughs> with their movies or whatever. Um, but um, but nah, they they this this was a this was a hit for them. Um <laughs> and then immediately, like I didn't even think about the title until like the first scene. I was like, oh Me too. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm I'm slower than you. No, no. You're, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> it's just funny that this is reversed now. Oh, yeah. The last one, everything you said was just always oh, over your head, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see as hell, Mike. Yeah. Why are you so dumb, Mike? It, it totally. I totally didn't. I, I mean, I think because I didn't watch like. Well, I saw the little clip, but I didn't see yeah. like no trailer, so I had no clue like what this story was about. I knew it had something to do with Black Panthers because it looked like Black Panther, but I didn't know. 
it was going to be about Fred Hampton or mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, 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 okay. Immediately I knew like, I didn't watch a trailer either. I've been stopping watching trailers because they tell the whole fucking they movie. Do, they do. I don't know if they so, ever did a full trailer for this they did. one. They did? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm glad they I did. didn't watch that. But I didn't yeah. watch it. But the second yeah. the movie starts off with Bill O'Neill, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Judas. All right, here we yeah. go. Um, I love this movie. I'm a big fan of Daniel Kaluuya. I'm biased because he comes from my home country. But Oh, really? Yeah, he's Ugandan. You know he was African? He's <laughs> his home country. <laughs> Ugandan, like I, I mean, he's from Africa. I mean, the don't continent. You claim, don't you kind of claim anybody that's from over there? I, I no. try to. Isn't that what they usually? I try I'm to rep- make a joke. No, 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 no. I try to represent, but like specifically for my oh, people, okay. like yeah, like yeah. I, I'm trying to make a big shout out. But I, I really did like this movie. I definitely am glad it didn't go the like Nay said the stereotypical biopic route that we went. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a crime thriller, in a sense, and um, I, I, I like. And it was also like a love story in it. So I, I really like the different elements that they put in there. But my first question to y'all was like, the first 10 minutes of this film, which y'all talked about in your overall thoughts, that, that was really interesting to me because for me, J. Edgar Hoover, I'm, I'm familiar with the name, but not mm-hmm. the history. Mm-hmm. So to, to hear him speak about, you know, black activism, like the way he did, was just very eye-opening. It was like, damn, it was in... America been racist for <laughs> like it's like this shit just like damn like this shit really is nonstop in American yeah, history. Man. You saw it when he said something. What was that? Is this our first Fred Hampton movie? Mm-hmm. Or as I know, I don't outside of documentaries. I think so. Mm. Yeah, I thought and they were telling through the eyes of a snitch. See, that was see we're on the okay we're sort of on the same page. That was kind of my thinking at first too, because my my fear was. If you're walking into this blind and you don't know the backstory, it's like, is this going to make you go look up the backstory? Or is this yeah. going to make you just be like, okay, this was cool. I'm done. I think it does make you I think it makes you want to research who, like, especially yeah. because of the age ranges of, like, of what happened in real life. That's even as fascinating as what actually, you know, how these people acted. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they were super young between stages of 17 to 21, like... Yeah, because while it was through the eyes of the snitch, Fred Hampton was a major part of this movie. The presence of that that character was definitely felt here. And I know personally, like it made me want to know more about Fred Hampton because I I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know much about Fred Hampton. I didn't do research on him like that. Um, you know, I just knew a little bit here and there, um, but but not not clearly as much as it, as they revealed here in this movie. So it made me want to just know more about him and what he did. So that's just from, that's from my perspective. What about younger people? Do you think they would want to go do some more research after this? Possibly. Yeah, yeah I, think I, so. I think so, man. Yeah. I, I'm I trying think, to take my... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the fact that he almost was like a secondary character, like with O'Neill being the main character... I think the fact that he was, even though his presence was drove the film, I think the fact that he was almost like a secondary character made me want to know more about him. So I would think that if he, if it was told like a cliche biopic and just told from his perspective, I think that would make people feel like, oh, I got everything in this film. Mm. So I think the angle that they took kind of makes you a little bit more curious about what happened before this time period. Made you leave me leaving you make making you want want more. That's what I felt like, yeah. I, I felt that way too. 
well, again, I'm not asking about people that like us that are our mm-hmm. age. I'm talking about like younger people who actually really need to know this stuff. I've only talked to two people so far that watched it and it was 50-50. One of them was like, oh yeah, I went back and watched all these YouTube videos and da 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 I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The other one was like, no, I thought it was a cool story. And it ended there. The funny thing is the black person was the one that was like, yeah, it was a cool story. The white dude was the one who was like, no, I went back and watched all these YouTube videos and learned about how this happened and this happened. And he was really, and he's like older than me, an older than me white guy mm-hmm. that was just fascinated by this entire story that he knew nothing about. But the black dude was just like, ah, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a cool story. Here's the thing. So I'm just you- kind of curious if, if younger people that are like even younger than you would be like, okay, this was a great story. I really enjoyed this. I want to know more about this Fred Hampton guy. Well, I, I think if they not, if they don't want to know more, I think it's probably because they may not feel that they're too far. They're not too far from where he where he was. I think a lot of the, the newer kids feel like they're revolutionaries. I, I feel like they they feel like they try to change stuff and try to do stuff, you know, the way that it wasn't traditionally done. So they probably see Fred Hansen and like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same shit I'm on. Really? I think so. I would think. I, I don't. I don't think that. Actually. I think I kids think, are just like we don't care. My yeah. My thing is. I, I think kids are revolutionary in the way of that. Like. Look how many look how many things have changed because the way this new generation sees things like like we went through we went through a whole like decades of of a way of thinking but the but the millennials have come in and be like nah fuck that like this is this this the way this is the way you should think about this that's why I say that's why I say they're 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 revolutionary in a in a sense but they don't have like like the Fred, Hamp- Fred Fred Hampton is one of those mm-hmm. got um, black figures that is often forgotten. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's he's very rarely ever discussed. Like you really kind of have to be like like if you know you know yeah man. So to tell this story, tell his story, and put this out there, and and we don't really get a good good feel of like him outside of like the beginnings and then the tragic end i I felt like there was a lot more they could have told but we just saw bill o'neill you know rebuild the place that they they torched you know and him struggle with what he was doing but also doing it for for money like he basically sold his people out for this guy and the conflict that he had in doing that but at the end of the day green is what won him him over i i feel Um, like i feel like what Mike's question, I think when it comes to, to some black people, it's it's all black history and you have so many black figures that you were supposed to know about and learn about. So when you see another one, it's like, oh, okay, that's a cool story. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one that's added on to the Rolodex of mm-hmm. the black figures. It's one of, of many as far as like, I guess from a white perspective, it's like, how come I don't know about oh, this black yeah, figure? Because yeah. I only know about five of them, but right. this one seems like he was m- two. Or maybe two. <laughs> they know Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman, maybe. <laughs> like, like, and it's just like, well, this person is like, for all the shit he's done, and if J. Edgar Hoover thought he was a big, mm-hmm. you know, antagonist, then he must have been doing some crazy. Let me look at all the shit. Yeah. So that, that's the mindset I think is like, some people just like, it's another black figure. That yeah, it's some that probably think like that as well. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. It just made me think when it was over. I just didn't get that feeling of, you know, is this opening a door for people or is it just kind of telling a, a kind of cool story? 
Well, to um, the performance that Daniel gave out, I wanted, I wanted to get y'all thoughts on it. I thought I was actually kind of surprised that he was able to pull off some of the stuff he did in this film um, with like the speeches uh, in particular. Like every episode. <laughs> it's like a ghost that fucking throws your phone on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> ghost of, <laughs> I don't even know. Clumsy ass pass. <laughs> But what did y'all think of uh, Daniel Kaluuya's performance as Fred Hampton? We killed it, man. I mean, this dude is clearly like a superstar um, to me. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think he really committed to the role. And you could see the progression leading up to the powerful speech, you know what I'm saying, or the speeches or whatever. But but yeah, man, he like his personality, the way he's been in other films really, really fit this character, in my opinion where he could be like a very just calm, cool, collective, level-headed, but then can like kind of turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 thought that, I thought that was pretty accurate um, to, to the character, personally. He sounded like Cedric the Entertainer, though. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. It, it, grew, it had to grow on me. What? It had to grow on me a little what? bit. What? <laughs> I know what Ken's saying. He did. I, I, know, I know what Ken's saying. I, I I actually know I had that thought too. Yeah. I thought he, he sounded, sounded like, like Cedric yes. the yeah, Entertainer. Yes. yes, I did. I had that thought, that same thought. And I thought I was crazy. You are. No, <laughs> but, but y'all. And I, oh, yeah, what is it? Y'all share a lot. What, what, what is it? Like, <laughs> what are y'all like two women that heal when they're third, third, third? The cycles, the cycles. I want to deny that. I won't deny that. Can can't we do be in each other's head a lot? Like, so I won't. I won't even. Are y'all talking about Sted from Barbershop? Yeah, you know how he used to, how he was talking on that. You know, uh, uh, okay. I, uh, I so much, but I was just thinking in general. I'm like, uh-huh. what the no, f- he does. <laughs> I hate both of you. And this is not to be disrespectful. I'm just asking know, a serious question. Have you watched Fred Hampton's speeches? I have now. I have now, but I've I've heard his speeches. I heard some of them before. So right. when I hear, I know that's Fred Hampton. So, but but now you've actually watched some, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Kaluuya was 100% spot on to Fred Hampton. You will not make me think Cedric the Entertainer. (laughs) You just won't. I refuse. I rebuke you, Satan. It was the boys. I'm sorry. No. Watch watch Barbershop. I'm not. Barbershop. I've seen Barbershop. It'll fuck you up. Was Cedric the Entertainer supposed to be like a black power type? Yeah. Just, so oh, maybe that man. was a. Maybe he was supposed to be playing like he was possibly. But all I'm saying is, sounds like Cedric. Huh? It was set in Chicago. I hate y'all, bro. <laughs> I can't. I gotta. Look, I gotta rewatch it now. Yeah. It, it took me a minute to get out of it. Me too. It took me a minute. I would, I that would have ruined the movie for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it almost did. It almost did, but me he too. did. It almost did. I was like, why does he sound like Cedric Entertainer? He's a, this he ain't so too hard. Too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but nah, but he performed this. I mean, like as it as it progressed, I was like, oh yeah, man, this dude is killing it. Like he, you know, what he saying? killed it the second he showed up. I was like, wow, yeah. he's yeah. he has the mannerisms down, the weird ass inflections that he had. Like he had really odd mannerisms. He wasn't just the cool guy. The way he spoke was weird. When he gives interviews, and I don't know, Daniel Kaluuya must have just like studied tape after tape. That's after what he tape. said. He did say that. Yep. He got it 
down perfectly. And I, and I remember we had this conversation before this. I never thought of him as that type of actor because mm-hmm. I've only seen him in Get Out and Black Panther. Oh, Queen and, oh, and Slim. Um, Queen and Slim. And, yeah. There was that one speech he did where he was like, nah, I ain't going to die with a heart attack. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. die sleeping on no ice. Like <laughs> I got lost in what he was saying because, like, because he's a British actor. So for him to be able to disguise his voice the way he did, I I thought that was that was brilliant. He said he um he took a opera to prepare him for for this oh. to to get his vo- his voice to kind because he said he felt like it was almost like from the diaphragm. That he did, yeah. So he he studied opera in order to prepare for the role. So he did amazing. Um, what did y'all think of well, our main character, uh, Wild mm-hmm. Bill, played by Lakeith Stanfield, <laughs> and his performance? What I liked about this movie was that I, I think there was an, a, another movie that tr- that did this as well. But for the villain or the antagonist of this film, it still made you somewhat empathetic to 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 him. At least from my viewpoint. By some of the decisions, you see, like, Lakeith has a way of making um, a lot of emotion without saying anything. The way his eyes, the way he quivers, just the the awkwardness that he can portray, like, but it's actually him acting. I thought the way he played uh, William O'Neill was just, I I was really surprised by that. Yeah, it was a complex character. And yeah, he did, um, he did a good job with him, man, showing the, um, Showing like, conf- yes, yeah, that's the word. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. The conviction um, with that guy and what he was possibly going. Well, hmm? Confliction? Confliction. Yeah, not conviction. <laughs> Confliction. Roger, yes, he is off it today, boy. <laughs> fuck you, man. Y'all are funny, man. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you though. Like when you look at him, yeah. when he's acting, you can it, it feels like you can tell that he's saying something while lying. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like when they were giving these these moments where supposedly Bill O'Neill lying about shit or not being completely forthcoming about, about certain things, it's like the way Lakeith was able to do that is just like I can't decide who was better at their role between Lakeith and and um. Kalua, yeah, like they both fucking killed this. That car scene where, um, after uh, Daniel Fred Hampton goes into the uh, what is it, the crowns, mm-hmm. and and it, it's revealed that O'Neill robbed one of the crown people, and then there was oh. he pretended to be an FBI agent, and then some of the Black Panthers was like questioning him, and she had a gun to him. Mm-hmm. How he got through that scene. I was like, this motherfucker's this yep. motherfucker's the best liar in the game, bro. Amazing. She was ride or die too. I liked her. I wish she was real. And the other one that shot through the window uh, at the cops. That was, the same, was, that was the same person. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. So you wish she was real? What you mean in history? She wasn't a real person. They made. Oh. Her. Yeah, they had some fictional characters in the show. I wonder why they did that. Um, like the whole the whole part at the beginning was made up mm-hmm. with him robbing the <laughs> people, and he was arrested for stealing cars, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they they changed that. I guess it's movie magic. You gotta add. So his his original story, I think, was even better. Like that cop tracked him down to get him to do this, versus yeah. the story in the movie where they brought him into the police station. It was like, why did you change that? Hmm. It made it made it made sense in the story. It would have worked without it. I think it would have worked better <clears throat> with the other way, where it's like, oh, this guy was arrested for stealing cars. Let me blackmail him. Versus, oh, he's already here. Let me just go talk to him and see if he'll do this. 
thing. It just seemed like a pointless change. That's all. I mean, yeah. it didn't mess the movie up or anything. It was just kind of like, why'd you change that? He said he had to go do therapy after doing this shit. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, I was like, why would you pick Keith? Oh, the Keith did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, he it, didn't want to do this role. He initially thought he was going to do Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. And the director and the <laughs> writers had actually said they had him in mind for O'Neill and they wanted him to do O'Neill. So he was kind of put in a position to play that role. He never wanted to play that role, but he just did because he wanted to be a part of the film. Okay, because I was asking myself, I was like, why would you do this to yourself? Because because that's like, like you could come out of that as being the guy that was snitching on Fred Hampton that ended up getting like... Sometimes people can look at you, man. You know how we, we can, you know how we can, yeah, we can do something. We, we still look at uh, Omari Harwick as ghost. <laughs> no matter yeah. what he is, it's ghost. Yeah. What's his face will be Odar forever. Oh, yeah. uh, Lorenz Tate? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Nay, did you, what is, what were your thoughts on Lakeith's performance? I thought he did amazing. I thought he did a really good job of um, having like the paranoia and the, the, uh, like he, the character was so skittish and paranoid all the time. While still trying, while still being conflicted, like Rod said, that being conflicted with actually building a bond with these people, with knowing what you did. So he, I think he played that really, really well. And I think the progression of his disturbance with what he was doing was also done really well too. Yeah, Ken, you mentioned as far as like people looking at Lakeith as, or, or just this character of William O'Neill. Um, different, but based on the age of everyone in this film during the time it was set, does that make you rethink these? Because he was a 17 year old kid at the time he was recruited for this, you know, horrible mission. Mm-hmm. Looking at a face value, it's like he's a piece of shit, he betrayed black people, it's easy to write him off. But if a 17 year old kid gets caught up by the cops and yeah. this is his way out, can you really? Blame not really. You can blame him, but do you see that other side? I mean, he was clearly uh, selfish. He was trying to preserve, you know, himself. He didn't really. Uh, this was his way out, so he didn't think about the consequences of his action. I mean, he was already, you know, stealing cars and stuff like that. So he probably thought this was harmless. And I think as he went through it, as the movie moved on, he. Started it as as it showed us, um, got really caught up and involved with what they were doing. Because remember, when we first got there, he was trying to sleep with all the women in there. And, you know, Fred was like, don't take liberties, you know, with our women, our sisters, even though he eventually ended up taking liberties with <laughs> himself. But she, she wanted him, though. She did. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, but... Uh, but yeah, man, I, I I could see I could see why he made that choice. But at some point, you know, you can make another choice when you you know as he went along, and he still went along with what this guy Roy was telling him to do. So he could have opted out. I think they had, I think they did a good job with with showing that his hands were kind of tied, mm-hmm. honestly. And um, I had another point. Um. And and like I don't I think going into it, and I think with any snitch situation, they think the first thing may be harmless, and then later it gets deeper into it's almost like a lie, right? You know how a lie mm. snowballs. It's kind of like that, right? Like like 
I think he went into it like, okay, I'll give you a little bit of information. That's cool. As long as you get me off. You know what I'm saying? Cool. But now it's like every every time he went back to me, like, damn, you want me to do that? Oh, shit. Now I got to do this? Like, damn. Like, I think it just got worse and worse. And that's what he started being like, damn, I really don't. That's where the confliction started coming in. I really don't want to do this. But was this, was this before or after he asked for money? Huh? Because remember, you know, it started off with him trying to avoid jail time. Then he went over to a boy house and was like, damn, man, you get paid. Mm-hmm. How much can I get for snitching for you? So at what point did he decide that, oh, man, this is kind of messed up? Because he had, he was doing it for profit. He kept lining his pockets. They even gave him a fucking damn store. Well, I don't I didn't even know if it was just more so like, oh, man, I want to continue to sniff, snitch on the Black Panther Party. I think he was just interested in being an FBI agent at that point. Because, like, uh, did I miss that? I don't think he wanted to be an FBI agent. I think he just saw that <clears throat> that this dude was getting a lot of money. So he's like, if I'm if you're making me do this anyway, I need to get a cut. Unless I missed something, maybe I missed something. I well, didn't, I didn't take it like it you wanted. To like I that, saw but... it as he wanted to be an FBI agent. Really? Like that's how I saw it. Like he saw this, like yo, how much do an agent actually? Because he was asking specifically, like how much do does an agent make? I thought he was asking that because he was like, I want to know how much you're making yeah. off of me doing your work. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. And so, go ahead, Nay. I was going to say, well, if you look at the way all the pieces went together, so he was playing, supposedly playing an FBI agent, right? And then Mm -hmm. he called this, he called Mitchell a mentor at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And then he's inquiring about all of this. So I could see why one would think that he was actually interested in becoming an FBI agent. I don't think they ever said it, but I can see why you would infer that. Yeah, because I don't think he liked the idea of being a snitch. I think he liked the idea of being an agent better. So, like, let me see how much I could just make being an FBI agent so I won't get out, get out of the snitching role. That's how I saw it. I, I mean, y'all could have took it somewhere else, but that's the way I took it. Yeah, you could be right. Oh. I, I, it was weird because, <clears throat> because, again, he is the villain of the story for the most. Well, the American government is the villain, but he's, a, he's, a, he's their pawn. But it was, it was just like every time he would come back to dude, he would be like, you know, Fred in jail. Like, why do you still want me to do right. all this shit? And, 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 but he was still, like Ken said, he'll still take the money. He'll still take all the rewards that he did for, he'll drop all these plans for him. And it was just like, but every, every time he came to the table, that guy reminded him, like, I still got you by the balls. Like, every time he would, he would like, not cause, every cause, time, because he, he, he would talk to him and be like, look, they're just as bad as the KKK. He would try to empathize with him as far as like, you're doing the right thing by, Snitching. Yeah, but I don't think he was feeding into that too much because, like, if you remember, like, it was one point where he was like, uh, I guess the FBI agent felt like he was veering off. And he said, like, I could see, oh, it was at the speech. He's like, I see in your face that, you know, you, you, you're starting to feel some of that stuff. And he was just like, don't just remember, like, you know, I could, I could end this. I could just tell them that you are an informant, informant and they'll treat you just like they treated that other guy. Mm-hmm. And so then he will get back on board. He's like, okay, well, shit, I don't want that shit to happen. But that was at the end, though, right? Because I think, isn't that when he found out that they were going to kill Fred Hampton? Possibly. So I don't think he was down with that. I think he felt like that was a little bit too far. Because remember, they tried to set him up with the damn C4 and shit like that, and he wouldn't do that either. Yeah, he definitely didn't want to kill Fred Hampton. So that's where I think he was was, um, trying to kind of... you know, get out of that situation. That's mm-hmm. when Roy just was like, nah, we gotta, we gotta double down on this. We gotta, we gotta do it. So, you know, 
either you do it this way or we're going to tell you a snitch and then you, you're mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. Like it was no longer going to jail. It was death. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, Nay, I wanted to get your thoughts on, um, Dominique Fishback's performance as Deborah Johnson. Where was she on? She was on uh, that, that movie we didn't like. Power Pack. I uh, thought so. Yeah. He just ages uh, real quick. I don't know how that happened. No, I enjoyed her. I I think the love story was probably the the storyline I liked the least. Um, it was endearing enough, but it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, but in terms of her performance, um, she's a good actress. She did her job. Um, I think I like the fact that poem that she read, she actually wrote mm-hmm. because I think to prepare for the role, she would journal like she was, um, Deborah. And so, yeah, she wrote that poem herself. And I think especially once she became pregnant, um, the, the, I I enjoyed the conflict that she felt with knowing that you have this man who is willing to die for this cause while you're having his baby. And what does that mean? So I did like that aspect, but the love story was kind of to me. That was, that was the part I liked the least about the film. I'll tell you that one scene that she did was fucking great where she was at the, at the, when he was speaking and she was clapping Mm-hmm. Hard and she did this gulp and the tears came down. I was like, oh damn, I felt I felt like that was real. I feel like I feel like she heard him speak and she got moved. I, like, I took it, <laughs> I took it another way. I think she was moved until he was talking about dying for the people. And he was like, he's like, I live for the people, I die for the people. I all all that, you know, how we always talk about certain, you know, people who are uh, of those figures are kind of pro, uh prophetic when it comes to their death. And she that's what caused her to that next scene. I think is when we get to the poem because she was like, It's easy for you to say that, but I'm a mother. Like mm-hmm. I it's easy for you to think about yourself, but I'm thinking about me and something else. And and I and I and that was that was a really great moment in, in, in the film. Um I thought her performance was really good. I I think it could have been more, but obviously you're doing so much when you're talking about William O'Neill and then Fred Hampton. It's not enough to do all three. Yeah, what do you want her to do? Well, I, I just wanted more scenes with her and Fred, kind of like how like how how was she holding it down when he was gone? You didn't really care for that? Nah. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really care to see any more of her. She was great. She was great. I didn't need to see. I'm kind of with Nay. That was like the least interesting part of the whole film to me. I was just like, I don't really care about this love story. hmm hmm. Yeah, but when it was but, no, no I'm just saying when it real quick when it was happening, I was like, oh, they about to do that. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. See, that's also kind of I think it's part of why I didn't really love, love, love approaching it from the snitches aspect. I feel like if this was about Fred Hampton, I might have been a bit more interested in the love story. But the way that they framed this film being about Bill O'Neill and his shit and Fred Hampton, it was like, well, I don't really have time to be trying to pay attention to you and this woman. I told you how they add a love story to almost every. No, I was, yeah, I, I, I was thinking is. about that when I was watching. I was like, damn, one on one, man. Oh, um, do you think it needed it? No, I don't. I don't think it yeah, needed need it. it. You know what I'm saying? I think you can get away it with it. It had to have had it. But it's though. writers one on one, though. We didn't need it. I feel like this movie could have been a little darker. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
not that not, I'm not saying I want to see like more death per se, but I'm saying it could have been a little bit more serious. Like I don't think I needed the love story to lighten up the mood. Is what I'm saying. Well, you needed it for Fred Hampton Jr. because that was part of the story in itself to to say that he he had a had an heir or whatever to continue the legacy yeah. or whatnot. So you needed it for that reason. And I'm sure Fred Hampton Jr. was heavily involved in this as well. Oh, so yeah, he was. so the whole it, family was. Right. So you're going to need to add that element. He, ha- he has to be- put himself in the movie somehow. Not saying that he, you know, you know, being, you know. What was you going to say, Nay? It did give him a little bit of humanity, right? So it gave you a more personable side to Fred Hampton. But to Mike's point, it could have been darker. And I know Fred Hampton's messaging, because that's what was one of the criticisms, I think, of the film, that his messaging was watered down for the film. And without that love story aspect, could we have gotten more of that? I don't know. We'll be back after this quick break. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh, speaking of that, the thing that I, I was really impressed with was, and I didn't know about it because like Rod, I, I went into this knowing the name but not knowing the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rainbow Coalition. And how he would just yes. go into these different places, oh my different God. people, no weapons, just words, and move people. That part was kind of confusing too. What um, part? So I, I, I knew about the Rainbow Coalition and mm-hmm. I knew about um, the white people. I think they're called the Patriots. I knew about them. The young, young Patriots. Say again? Young, young Patriots. Yeah. Um, and everything that I've ever seen about them was that they were like a far left anti-racist group of white people. But the movie portrayed them with like rebel flags and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I forgot to go look that up and see if that was actually true or not, but I don't remember that ever being the case. So I thought that that was kind of a, if they changed that, I thought that was a weird thing to change because they didn't seem like they were welcoming the black people at all. Yeah, But I've always understood the young patriots to be a group of poor white people that were not racist and they weren't like antagonistic towards black. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, Naomi's dad had an interesting take on that. What, what, what did your dad say about that? Right. So after I watched the film, one of the things I wanted to do was ask my dad because it's always been rumored that he was part of the Panthers. And so my dad, he wasn't part of the Panthers, but he did actually meet Fred Hampton a couple of times and he used to actually work with the Panthers. He was a drummer and he would drum at their breakfast programs. And he said that what happened, well, that it was easy for them to get um, to get the young patriots to buy into what they were saying because of the Vietnam War was what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And that because they were so against sending people to Vietnam that it was easy for um, the Panthers to get 
them to kind of join join forces with them. But as far as I don't remember him saying anything in terms of them being any like racist or having rebel flags or being, you know, into the Confederacy aspect of things. I don't remember him. I don't remember him saying anything about that. But he was just saying it was easy for them to loop up because they both were against sending kids over to Vietnam. He also said uh, that he got criticized for that a lot, too. A lot of people didn't agree yeah. with him reaching out to the Young Patriots. Yeah, I read that part, okay, too. Yeah. Like I said, the only part that, that threw me off was, like... The Confederate flag. The Confederate flag. And then there was, like, the one guy that stood up and he was, like... I forget what he said, but he said something to, yeah. to the Panthers that made it sound like, you don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they changed that to add, like, more drama to the film or if maybe what I read was wrong. But everything I've seen was like they were like a far left. And maybe far left back then was different than yeah, what far sure. left means now. Yeah. The fact that they were able to let them be in the building was probably a far left back then. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I, still, I still don't know about the whole rebel flag thing and all that because mm-hmm. they were in Chicago. Why would they, if they weren't, if they were any kind of leftist group, why would they be talking about heritage with the Southern flag? Like it didn't make any sense. Mm, yeah, so I, it does, I, thought that, yeah. I thought that part was weird. Well, well, they could you couldn't know your heritage, and it's just something that you rep- represent because but that's you not know. your heritage if you're a group of white people in Chicago. But, or but it, it could have just been used for current day to make it more relatable to people watching it today. Exactly, mm, and that's what I'm saying. If yeah. they changed it, I think that's kind of I don't want to say dumb, but it's just kind of like why? Why are you doing that if that's not what those people were? Like why did, wouldn't you know your heritage? Be- but just because you're in Chicago, why wouldn't you know your heritage? In why would you Southern? automatically think your heritage has something to do with the rebel flag? Just just, you're just white? something that you I don't know may have. Heard I don't think people. I don't think white people in Chicago typically identify with um, with Southern, especially a group that would be like mm-hmm. a far left workers union group. It just seemed weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. But again, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I've just never seen that before. I, I thought got it was you. bizarre. It it did feel like that. It did feel like they was trying to merge it with present day with that moment. Yeah, and I, it did I didn't feel really like see that. Why? Like, yeah, we don't yeah. really. We don't. That's another thing. Was like we don't really need this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was a couple things I felt like they was merging with present day. What was the other ones? The other one is towards the end. But I mean, if you want me to go ahead and say it, I can. Yeah, go ahead. I just felt like that was a parallel to Breonna Taylor, like how you know they came in in the in the night. Um, and and they just kind of created that parallel about you know her being shot in the dark and and um, not necessarily being armed, but they you know um, just that whole situation. It felt it reminded reminded me of the Breonna Taylor situation. Do you think it's done on purpose though? I don't think really, it was. On purpose. I understand that's really what happened, but I think it's just one of those things that 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 can, that shows like even back then, but even back then, it's still happening now. Well, they well they have this authority, or they have this authority to run up into a place and then actually be justified as to why they actually did run up into that place and, and gun down some people and gun down people. I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I guess I don't I don't see that as them merging things with present day because it's just that's it really just is what, what it is. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is what it is. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I I get it, but that it put me in the mind of that sure. they may yeah, not have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like other history shit, it, it's not intended, but it just does. Right, it right, just right. fucking does relate to today. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting that, not interesting, but tragic that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that that actually fucking parallels with something that happened in mm-hmm. present day mm-hmm. for cops to roll up in a place and just shoot that shit up and kill people. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's fucking crazy. And, and I want to say it was conspiracy, right? With 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 the Breonna Taylor thing, right? When it, didn't it come out that they conspired against that? That was something they never really came. I, out, I, I know, but but those those murmurs are yeah. happening, and that's the same thing that happened with this. Like it, it, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, because it was even the same deal where it's like, didn't Breonna Taylor's boyfriend or whatever didn't mm-hmm. he only get one shot off? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. This one, this one got the, they got one shot off, and the cops shot like right. ninety nine shots. Mm-hmm. So it is very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that was a, obviously, like you said, it's not intentional. It just yeah. happenstance that yeah. you know it's happened in today's time. Yeah, I, I, I was that. What shocked me more outside of this, just that, was like the whole George Sam's character, and mm. just like how how much the FBI, like I mentioned at the beginning, like they really were fearful of this, this group of people who just wanted to help themselves out. And, and the fact that like the, the snitch was <laughs> worried about the other snitch, it was, it, it was, it's, it's like, damn, like I'm, I'm just thinking about the potential that this party could have had if, if things would have just played out differently. Where would black people be in this country? Where would, where would politics be? Like in this country, and and because what Fred was talking about was really just bringing people together for because he all he ever talked about was the people, like he just kept reiterating that I am a revolutionary, and it's just like, how is that menacing? How is that uh, to white people? Well, yeah, because it's like he's working with white, he's working with white people, he's working with a certain type of white people, and those are the white people that they turned it threatened the really important white people. So all of that was was menacing. Mm-hmm. Like the if he was able to him just just you know radicalizing black people was like okay that's bad enough, but now you're also getting the Latin communities, mm-hmm. and you're also getting some of our own people to turn on us. You like this motherfucker got to go. This dude's had yeah he, he has to go. Before go. Then, but now he got to die exactly right. 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 Now we right. we wanted to shut y'all down before. Now we want to kill your ass mm-hmm. because you're 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 radicalizing too many right. people. Think about if all of the poor, oh, I said this before, think about if all the poor white people woke up one day and realized that they are being taken advantage of just like we are. The bourgeoisie would be fucked. They'd be totally fucked. If all these fucking broke-ass rednecks woke up one day and were like, damn, we're getting treated the same way the black people are. We're just some white niggas. We some white niggas. Niggers. This is some bullshit. And then they all came to our side. Man, they wouldn't be able to tell us shit. Because you can stop us from going in the building, but you can't stop Jethro, mm-hmm. Billy Bob, Cletus, and all them. Clearly. Because you know what? Exactly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> right. Pop your feet up on your little chest. Yeah, lost all my little respect. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why they killed uh, Martin Luther King. He was starting to do the same thing. They were starting to listen to him. Mm-hmm. He expanded. Wasn't yeah. no longer about black people. It was about uh, everybody. It was about but, y'all too. But they yeah. kind of liked King though, because King kind of kept people calm too. I think. Shit. No, uh, they liked uh, King later. Right, 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 right. They didn't right. like King at the time. They That's why they King. killed him. Mm-hmm. They exactly. Yeah. They liked dead King. That's why. I mean, on, remember they said every every year when his birthday come up, he was mm-hmm. the most hated man in America at the time. Yep. And all these racist white people are always like, oh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. You killed him, though. Once he starts <laughs> talking about capitalism and shit and the war, that was a wrap. Yeah, that. 
that was one of the uh, things I just kept thinking about throughout the, the the film. The ending of this film is 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 where it really just drives in the point. Because like we all know, well we we all know now the story, but you know Fred Hampton did get assassinated. But the way it played out with with Bill O'Neill, Wild Bill, it still felt like he was not going to do it. Did it not feel like that to y'all? As far as when the other informant was played by Lil Real. Uh, the pimp gave oh, him that yeah. the, the drugs to 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 subdue Fred Hampton. It still felt like O'Neill was going to be all right. This is where it has to stop. This is what you were talking about, Ken, earlier. Like there has to be a line where it's like, all right, I'm not going to cross this. This is going too far. But he he still did it, and it was just like, how they didn't do it. Did he put, he didn't put the thing in his drink. They didn't did show it. Did he do it? Did yeah, do it? they didn't show it because yeah. he said do you want to refill. I thought he didn't do it. They, they oh, did he did it. That's why he it. was laying there asleep at the end. I feel you, Mike. I thought he was asleep at the end because he was dead. Mm-mm. They no. shot him. Wait, am I? Okay, I'm not because remember the, the pimp told him he was like, "This ain't gonna kill him. This is just gonna knock him out." Mm-hmm. Right. But remember, he walked in. He was like, "Oh, he's still alive," and then he shot him. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I was confused. Mm-hmm. I thought they were being tasteful. Right. And they weren't gonna show the bullet go into his body. I just for some reason assumed that he didn't put. Because I don't think that's in that interview that he did. I don't think he talked about that. So I didn't mm-hmm. think he did it. But yeah. when, did he did? When you keep saying that, what do you, he didn't do what? Put the stuff in his drink. Oh, oh, oh. oh. So yeah. I, I just assumed when he said something about that refill, he was conflicted again. But he didn't actually do it. No, nah, that, that showed that completely it. makes sense. I just missed it. Yeah, he did it. So yeah. look at me like that. No, man. no, no. I was just, <laughs> you in love wow. with these fucking your dumbass looks. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. Okay, I'm dumb for tonight. I'm sorry. Nah, it was just because I like, admit it. Because I thought I thought Fred would be like, nigga, why you crying? Chill out. I don't want no drink from you. <laughs> like, because like, he was bro. like, it was, nah, it was just the weird way he asked him. It was just like, damn, bro, you really gonna go through with this shit? Like, that's just crazy how that shit played out. They should have showed it for dumbasses like me. <laughs> that's really fucked up. I really didn't think he did it. So are y'all saying wow. that he did it to not kill him and just he did exactly what they told him? Yeah, to do. he knew they were gonna kill he him. He knew they were gonna kill him. Oh, so y'all saying he did it so he couldn't fight back. Yeah. That was the oh, whole plan. Oh, he he did it so wait, now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. Uh give him a look, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all just confuse me. So so okay. So the drink, you mm-hmm. said the other informant saying. Did he say don't kill him? Just give him this to not. So so they. So, I think O'Neill thought. I think O'Neill was thinking like, all right, this is what's gonna kill him, and that's why he went up to do. He's like, I. I think he was trying to say like, I'm not gonna do this or I can't do it. And the dude was like, don't worry about it. It's just gonna put him to sleep. It ain't gonna kill him. Okay. And then he was just like, who who are you? How do you know all this stuff? And then that's right. when he hand him in his wallet, the one that he was pretending to be an FBI. Agent. Okay. So you're saying that he went through with with the rail character said right? Yeah. So that wouldn't actually kill him, right? Right. But he knew that would lead to his death. Right. How would that lead to his death? Because because he, he knew did. they were gonna come in and shoot him. Yes. The cops yes. were gonna. He gave him the blueprint. He drew up what his apartment looked like because so he knew that yeah, they yeah, were yeah. going to go to his apartment. I get what y'all saying now. It just so he couldn't get away from them. Yeah. He couldn't get away or fight back. Gotcha. Oh, I don't feel so right. bad. It, it just got confusing because I, I don't think I realized that. 
that was the whole plan. Cause you said, cause you said it was something like, oh, yeah, he took it too far. So don't kill him. That's what that's what confused me. What, what, well, because what remember, remember when um Roy, the the, the FBI yeah. agent, he was like, I think he did he say neutralize? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was just like, and and uh O'Neill was just like, Are you serious? Well, like, Roy wasn't fully on board with the plan. At least that's what they see. tried to say okay. when he first met with the guy until, because remember, uh, <clears throat> they were threatening him and his daughter. And I said, like, what would you do if your daughter brings home a nigger? And he was like, why are you asking me that? Mm-hmm. And then he kept asking him the same question over and over again. He was like, this is what we got to do. Mm-hmm. So Roy was like, man, this is too far too, but you know, he's going to follow you gotta orders. do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then he had to commence uh, oh boy, he was like, yo, do you want your dick cut off and burn with boiling hot water? Because that's what they did to the other snitch. Mm-hmm. So imagine if I put out there on the streets that you're a snitch. Mm-hmm. Right. And he remembered the altercation mm-hmm. that he had with old girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so he knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah. Wow. How do y'all watch that? Oh, go ahead. How do y'all feel about him not actually being the one that killed them, but just the one that paralyzed? You think he's still like, yes. yeah. yeah, that's worse. You said that's worse. Yeah, you serving them up. Yep. Have you watched the interview with Bill O'Neill? Not the whole thing, no. Just little pieces. Eyes on, was it eyes on yeah, the prize. Eyes on the prize. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to go back and see. They say he committed suicide right after. He, he committed suicide out, the, day, the yeah. day the documentary mm-hmm. aired. This is Martin Luther King Day at that time. I think so. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've watched that. I mean, it's been a long time. But I still remember him actually talking about putting anything in, in Fred Hampton's drink. I guess maybe I just forgot, mm. but it's always been like this. They, nobody's ever confirmed that that's oh, what ever happened. Yeah, okay. Which is probably why they never showed it. Oh, too. Yeah, because the FBI wow. denies it. He's never admitted it. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they they. I was reading up on it. They said like in the years between 1969 and and O'Neill's death, he lived in in the shadow of that of what he did mm-hmm. uh, as an informant. He went to California witness protection for about like, I guess, 10 years. Cause he went there um, after he was revealed that he was involved in Hampton's murder mm-hmm. in 1973. And he returned back to Chicago in 84. And he always gave off the impression <laughs> that he was, you know, he was able to live with the choices that he did. Cause he said history would, you know, say, would look at him in a better light. <laughs> That's what he thought. Well, Why yeah. would he think that, though? He says that kind of thing in the, in the, in the interview because he says, no matter how you look at me, um, I mean, I'm probably paraphrasing, but I know he definitely says, um, I was a part of the struggle. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, you know? I remember. I mean, in the that. real documentary, not, not in the movie. Like, no, the yeah, actual, yeah. He literally says, yeah. I was a part of the struggle. So he definitely did see himself not fully as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's basically like, I did what I had to do. That's him trying to reconcile what he did. I think he believed that. I really think he believed that. What'd you say, Nay? Uh, no, I was saying I think that I agree with Ken. I think it's him trying to reconcile within himself what he did. From I remember watching the, his interview years ago when it came out as a kid, and I from the clips there, I felt like he was very, I still felt like there was a conflict within himself. Like he, I don't think mm-hmm. he, he, he didn't know how to make it right in his mind. I feel like he was almost delusional about what all went down. So yeah, yeah I think there might be a part of him that was trying almost to convince himself that he was not the villain, 
yep. but still trying to reconcile with himself because deep down he knew that he was. Which is I why think, I think Lakeith did such a good job with this role because you felt that in Lakeith's performance too. I think that that Bill O'Neill, until the day he died, he had convinced himself that he really was part of the Black mm-hmm. struggle. And then I think what it was was giving that interview was what woke him up. Because you can, you can, if you watch the whole thing, it's almost like you're watching someone's like psyche break down over the course of like an hour. Because when you actually have to say those words, yes. it's like you hear it for yep. the first time, even though you did it. Yeah, you know that's why I, I, I get the same thing you were you were uh, you were alluding to because it, it just felt like he's like, damn, that dude sound kind of fucked up. Yep. Right? <laughs> and then when that shit airs, he's like, other people are gonna see this, and they're gonna know that. I did some fucking awful shit and he couldn't live with it. Yeah. Cause they said like on the night of his death, he was drunk and he tried to jump out a window, but his uncle saved him from that. And then he later ran onto the Eisenhower expressway into oncoming traffic and was killed, which, so there's, there's also a conspiracy that, that that's not really what happened. Mm. Cause you know, that was the second time that happened. He had, he had been hit by a car on the, on the expressway, like very shortly before that. So it's like, how does this happen twice mm-hmm. in the course of a few months? So they're saying that they think the FBI killed him too. Mm. Because he had, I'm sure he had inside Way more knowledge. information, yeah. And if he let all of that inside knowledge out, they could have gotten all that Cointel Pro shit. He had, he had to have bits and pieces of that. Fed over from, what's the cop's name? Roy Thomas. Fed over from Roy. So I think that they killed him too. Yeah, I wouldn't put it. Who the hell commits suicide by running onto the fucking floor? Right. Who does that? I mean, yeah, sure, you're drunk. But, I mean, if you're that kind of drunk, like, I've been drunk in my own land in my life. I've never thought, I'm going to go around to the middle of this fucking (laughs) You take some pills like a real bitch. (laughs) 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 You don't go run onto the fucking fucking freeway. Nobody does that. That's a special kind of crazy. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that. That's a special kind of fucked up. You can't even live with yourself. Like, I don't think he had the balls to do some shit like that. He already seemed like, again, watching that document, he already seemed like he was, I don't want to call him a sucker or nothing like that, but he just seemed like the type that would just hang himself or some shit like that. Mm. But running out onto the expressway is just, and this happened already before you ran the expressway, you got hit by a car before. It's like, what's going on here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Maybe you learn how to really do it. The right like way. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Mack truck this time right. instead, of a, instead of a Kia. <laughs> um, but that would have to make that report fake, though. Is the report like you know what I'm saying? Like that had to be an actual thing if they're saying that he ran into traffic, like or they that's fake the report. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that well, you're yeah, saying the if they killed him, of course they're gonna fake a report. I guess they were fake. They faked that other report too. Which other report? When he went to go to the uh, crown, the crowns. When they said that they were saying uh, <laughs> digging, yeah, that sounded like when he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, digging, yeah. digging, digging." Mm-hmm. That was a fake, fake report made by the FBI, right? Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. He's probably he's saying shit. Oh, he said, "Yeah." He said, that was, he said "Use yeah. it in a sentence." Right. <laughs> <laughs> that should have me. That was funny. Like, what the fuck? Making <laughs> it out loud, like dig in. <laughs> that's crazy when a white man tell you, bro. You ain't that ain't right. You ain't got to right, but still should have known. But like, bro, like, come on, man. We don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Like, with uh, as far as closing thoughts on the film, or, or was there any surprising scenes or just information that you got to learn after watching this? 
I mean, the whole film was a ball of information for me. Like I said, I wasn't that up on uh, Fred Hampton or this story of, you know, O'Neal being a snitch and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I wasn't. But, um, but yeah, I just wasn't. So I, I that, that was one of the main reasons I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, just hearing about this story, hearing it from this perspective. I do kind of agree with Ken that maybe, maybe you know, that uh, Fred Hampton actual story is long overdue. Um, and and while we start off with the story from the snitch's perspective, but then I also agree with Naomi, where it's like, you know, it did add an interesting element to this and made me want to know more about Fred Hampton. So, so yeah, man, yeah. overall, yeah, man, I, 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 thought, I thought they nailed this. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought they did a really good job with the casting, really good job with the soundtrack, the time, because... I typically don't like time pieces, but I feel like they they did a good job with this time piece. So, yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It, it was triggering. Mm. It was definitely triggering um, by the end, um, but I ultimately enjoyed it. And I and I still I see a lot of people talking about O'Neill, but I also can understand his perspective. You know what I'm saying? Um, at the same time, like. Like, what would you do in this situation type of thing? Like, would would you just be like, oh, well, yeah, I'll I get my life for this. You know what I'm saying? Or would you really try to save yourself? You know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that'd be a tough decision for a lot. I know people can sit back and judge it, but yeah. I think that'd be a tough decision for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So, Especially a 17-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you put him in, like, the 6'9 bucket? I never thought about that, but... I was kind of oh, 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 it just oh. didn't land good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it landed. It landed like that new age drone from. The- <laughs> but I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can kind of look at snitches that way mm-hmm. across the board, typically. But I'm with you though. Mm-hmm. It definitely made you look at O'Neill from a different angle. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, I've always just thought, man, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Man. Mm-hmm. You, that's crazy that you did some shit like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, thinking that he was 17, 18 years old, and he didn't really have a choice because mm. back then you couldn't think oh I can outrun Hell cops no. I can go hide from the FBI no right. they got couldn't. you they got you if they got you they got you so mm. it's either I do all this fucked up shit or I'm dead mm. and they start off the film by showing that he's kind of a selfish piece of shit anyway so yeah I mean the only thing only thing I think was missing from this and this I know it's not even about that at all but when it was over I was just like it was really effective as far as telling a story. I didn't really get anything like cinematography wise or like anything as far as like cool shots or artistic. I was thinking anything. that too. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and again, I know it's not about that. Yeah. But when I was watching it, it just seemed very, very straightforward, which yes. is fine. Yes. But when it was over, I was like, okay, I enjoyed that, but I didn't walk away being like, damn, like that was a really creative way of doing it. Any of it. It was real raw. Some slow mo when that black guy killed them cops and was in the shootout. Now yeah. that shit, <laughs> that part was glory. You that dude went out like a man, fucking yeah, man. Yeah. From Euphoria. That. Say what? The dude from Euphoria when he was capping motherfuckers like John Wick. The dude from Euphoria. That was he was from Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Bro. I didn't know black that. Either. Black football player. That was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking the white chick. Just... Yeah, oh. I didn't know that was him. Me either. Oh, we didn't talk about him or or the guy that played Native Son. Oh, uh, Ashton Sanders. Yeah, we didn't talk about him either. The one that went into the car. This is my neighborhood. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we he, didn't talk about him at all. Just kind of like, why do you do that? Shoot from outside. You just walk in. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do it. Yeah. yeah. But no, the other dude with the fucking long gun. Mm-hmm. That's my man, bro. When he got up on that one cop and he put the gun to his face, I was like, he ain't gonna do it. The cop was like, please, please. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Shoot him again just to make sure. Yeah, the motherfuckers Give him that easy dead kick. <laughs> set it off, motherfucker. The set it off uh, girl and the old boy. Oh, when the, in the fucking window? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. They had all them motherfuckers running. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were gonna get shot on sight when Unloaded. they came out of the building. I did too. I thought they were gonna kill them the second they walked out the door. Cause she she got one of the cops. Right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. she got one of the The dude wasn't worth a shit. He wasn't. He got he shot got and everything. Immediately he just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, he threw the white flag early. <laughs> it was a it was a dirty ass T too, so I couldn't even tell what that means. What's a what's a brown t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's a white brief. <laughs> he said, what's that? What's that mean? I lightweight surrender. <laughs> She's like, what you doing? He's like, man, this shit hurt. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. <laughs> oh, let me go, sucker ass. She didn't even hit no cop. <laughs> he got like three shots off. Ooh. <laughs> 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 he got a flesh wound. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And he like, told me it was going to be like this. <laughs> he said, I know that we black, but this dark. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> oh, we're going to make, make jokes about this movie. I don't I know. know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I play Mike. <laughs> <laughs> With these motherfuckers out here, it's going to happen. Look, I might have been the same way, though. I'm going to fight only till it really, it really hurts. <laughs> like, fuck this shit. Because I thought it was going to last longer. Me I too. did. <laughs> she was because they had high ground, and she was just boom, 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 boom. Oh god! He was like the guy hollering, like boom. Yes. <laughs> 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 and she was like, "Yo, put that good shit off." <laughs> <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't hit a goddamn thing. Bro. I didn't. He ain't hit nothing. He was smart. He wasn't even really even trying to hit the cops. He was shooting like this. Go back. <laughs> he wasn't even aiming at the cops. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, she was about that life. She was, man. She yep. was about that life. thought he was till that fucking bullet hit his ass. And man, fuck this black power shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> this motherfucker hurt. <laughs> I, I was getting weak when uh, Lakeith was like, all right, I'm going to go on the roof. Oh, he tried, my he God. He to go downstairs. Like, he was like, hey, I'm about to go on the roof. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> But see, that's quality writing because that looks yes. like that's some stuff that would really happen. Yes, He's like, oh, absolutely. Shit, I can't go down there. Yep. And when yep. they saw him, they're like, sniper. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's crazy. Start shooting at his ass. But how did he get out? I'm trying to remember now. He went he down. He went out the back. Threw yeah. that hat off and he was out. Mm-hmm. Threw the but gun away and everything. I think he found another staircase. Oh, down. it was a separate yeah. stairwell. Yeah. yeah. He got the fuck up out of there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, just going back to the cinematography <laughs> thing, I did pick that up on that as well. Um, yeah. And, and and it was particularly when it hit me was when he was when he was talking when uh Fred Hampton was talking to old boy's mother, um in the kitchen, oh and I was just like man this this is real dull it's this dry. is real dry yeah or whatever and it seemed like this should be a more like cinematic moment but it just wasn't mm, and yeah. that's when I first felt it felt it and then um and then like through the rest of it you know, I was just like, oh yeah, it's really no real cinematography moments here, but yeah. it still worked. It, it I think, I think the raw out. feeling worked for this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. There was just no playing with colors or yeah, no interesting none of shots, no like It wasn't meant cool to be pretty. Angles. But yeah, it was. It was just yeah. like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. It's straightforward. Yep. 
That's what it is. Mm-hmm. What were your uh, any thoughts on or surprises for you throughout this film day? Um, surprises? No, I was familiar with who Fred Hampton was, but I've never really watched much of his like speeches or knew much about his character at all. Um, so kind of like Rod, this was all somewhat new to me. I was, like I said, I was familiar, but didn't really know. So no, there, the whole movie, I guess, in a nutshell was kind of a surprise just because I had never seen the story in that much detail. So um, I can't necessarily say that one thing in particular stood out to me. The whole movie was just good to me. Hmm. What about you, Gan? Um, <clears throat> so I think what was interesting is, you know, just talking about the telling it from the snitch element um, is that it, like, there was always been the talk about uh, informants and FBI's and stuff in black organizations and stuff like that. So, you know, this could kind of serve as some form of confirmation for a lot of people uh, who maybe half-assed believe it or didn't believe it at all. You know, I think it also could serve as a warning in present day uh, about the very sad thing that could be going on right now with Black Lives Matter and a lot of, you know, uh, modern-day organizations as well. Um, It's hard to trust people within your organization because you don't know who to believe. Um, I think the thing is, and I'm kind of going back to what you said earlier when he was like, man, if he could do, he could have done so much if he lived. And there's some truth to that, but so much can be done now. You see what I'm saying? And we have back, you, you saw all of the things he had to go against. The white people who wanted to kill him. He had to go to his own people, the young, you know, white people, uh, the Hispanic community, et cetera, et cetera. Like there were a lot of obstacles against him, yet he still found a way to have a free breakfast program and all these other little, uh, not little, but socialist programs, these things that he was doing with little to no money, just donations. So you take that (laughs) and you place it on top of today where we have a lot of prominent, wealthy black Americans who may donate and do this and do that. But where are your programs? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, yes, and that's yes. the thing that I walked away with because I'm like, the opportunities that are here right now mm-hmm. and nobody, they're not doing anything with mm. it. Mm-mm. And that's the thing that, that bothered me, man. It's like, where's, where are the real OGs? Because mm. them motherfuckers were about it. We, mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not the same anymore. Like, the fight is still there, but it's... The soldiers are suckers. Oh, do we have soldiers? Mm. How many people you know going to get up in the damn window and, and shoot? Mm. Jay-Z going to shoot? <laughs> so I, I think... <laughs> So I think that's that's the thing that I walked away is like, man, like, and I, and I hope like people that watch it can look at that and be like, man, you know what? I, I'm blessed and I want to bless others. Mm-hmm. And that would be really, really dope to see that. Mm-hmm. Also, I hope this is the beginning of, of uh, more movies in this same lane. There's so many mm-hmm. besides Malcolm and Martin. And I'm glad Fred got his. 
And, you know, there are plenty of others that need to get their story told too. And maybe this could be an awakening for, you know, like going back to Rod and Nate's point about when the millennials watching this and be like, damn, you know, there's something I can do or people that are privileged that can do more uh, as well. So that that's the takeaway I got, man. It's just, I think we're just wasting a lot of time right now. And we're not really saving black people the way we should. Hmm. I think it's people out there doing it. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just going to take a lot more. Hmm. It's real talk. I mean, than the richest people, the richest in, people in the United States. Are, are you, are you How really referring Jay-Z's to Jay? And, and hmm. Webch, pick one, pick huh? a black, pick a, pick a celebrity black. It could be any of them. Man, pick what, a what black. We <laughs> <laughs> what we talking it don't about? have to be Jay-Z. It could be any of them. It needs to be. Jay Z does. No, it could be any of them though. It's, it, I'm not. I, I'm not talking about any one specific about uh, the collective. Yes, just as no, no, a whole. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, because mm. I don't know how many. I don't. I mean, I can have to go back and look at the records and see mm. how many black people have the type of wealth that the black people do have mm. now. So that's a good point. How about being in that room, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike? What was your? What were your? <laughs> Uh, thoughts on it. I thought we already been through this. I thought we've already had it went through a list of things that Jay Z is doing. We, 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 that's another conversation. Short list because I don't remember. <laughs> I, you, know, you block it out. But like we did have that conversation. We say that conversation. Yeah, we um, don't have to. But uh, closing thoughts for the hater, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this was great. Um, I do agree with Ken. I do hope that they they make other films like this and maybe even some of the more lesser known black folks like i still want to see a fucking not that he's lesser known but i still want to see a langston hughes movie it doesn't have to be something mm. that was really you know out here like quote unquote killing cops guns are blazing violent. yeah you know just some people that were maybe a lo- really influential as far as like i hate to be the like soft guy but like the arts you know i, I would mm. like to see some of the other stories about some of these people get get highlighted but yeah this was a great movie i'm glad it was made <clears throat> and i'm glad that i got to see daniel kalua really show his acting chops yeah. like i said i just knew get out and fucking black panther and i never really put him in that you're an amazing actor bucket but he he murdered this role so and i already knew about lakeith mm-hmm. you know anybody that's that weird is going to be an amazing actor you know what i'm saying so maybe they could, maybe him and Dan, uh, what's his face? Donald Glover can get together and do some other type shit and maybe work on some of these characters instead of doing this Mr. Smith shit. But <laughs> yeah, this is a good movie. I'm glad it was made and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just hope that people just do the research, you know, mm-hmm. just watch. Uh, you may get inspired to do something like Ken said, but as long as you, to me, knowledge is, is the most important thing that you get take away from this, like learning something new. And, and seeing how that applies to your life. But yeah, you ain't even got to work no more. You got everything like in your hand. We didn't have that. <laughs> Big enough, man. Uh, we had to go to the actual building and, and look up. Remember Michael Fish? <laughs> you don't know about Michael Fish. <laughs> you ain't you know what that is, do you? No, I do. That's the thing. I know Michael <laughs> Phil and Michael. I, it's Michael not just because of snow. It ain't because of snowfall either. No. no. <laughs> we had to actually do work. Y'all got everything in your little hands, man. You over here. Looking at these girls on, on the on the on the on the on the Instagrams. <laughs> you know, right. You'll be doing a silhouette challenge. Do the goddamn Fred Hampton challenge. Goddamn. How about that? How about that? Got that? No, you don't want to do that challenge. What that look like? What that look like? 
that look like going out the street and fucking causing some ruckus. God damn it. Uh-huh. That's what you need to do, little boy. Uh-huh. A revolution. Say uh-huh. uh-huh. Hashtags. You know what y'all do? Little number sign. What's the little number sign called? Little number sign. <laughs> With you, Mike. Let's start a fucking Fred Hampton challenge, guys. Let's do it, man. Let's get Jay-Z on board. Let's go into a random ass. <laughs> One of those black guys walked out. <laughs> like Fred talking. That's crazy talk. Any moment he gets. <laughs> Let's go to a random Walmart and say, I am a revolutionary. We would Bruh. get arrested so quick. <laughs> <laughs> or shot. Shit. Hey, hey, let me some, do some wild shit on these fucking challenges, man. Yeah, if white folks can take their masks off and run through Target, we should be able, we should be able to walk into Walmart and just yell that shit and see what happens. Right. You want to go, Nick? <laughs> uh, that'll do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? <laughs> See? See Nick O'Neill, I told you. Nick don't call the cops on it. <laughs> this is what I heard these motherfuckers finna do. Die for the people, huh? <laughs> hey, I live for the people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to die for them. <laughs> Look, he said we should be so lucky. That's what he said in the movie. So come on, man. Nah, I'm with, y- I'm with y'all. Hey, in spirit. <laughs> I said, I'll follow y'all on Twitter. <laughs> Live streamer, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, those are our thoughts on Judas and the Black Messiah. Please let us know what you guys thought of this film on FPS podcast in the Reddit thread. And also send us your uh, comments and, and, and just uh, add us on Twitter and IG, FPS podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. Catch us next week. We out. Peace.